Welcome back to today's episode of Deeper Life. Listen and be blessed. Father, we worship you. We adore you. We bow before you. You're our savior and our healer, our redeemer, the one who sanctifies us. We thank you this evening that Lord, we can boldly come to your throne of grace. Not by the works we have done. but because of your precious blood that was shed on the cross for our sins we thank you jesus we thank you jesus that we are where we are we are who we are we are what we are because of who you are in our lives and this afternoon lord we just bow before you bow before you our savior our healer our demon our sanctifier hallelujah hallelujah lord we thank you thank you thank you thank you jesus kora baraha sotoro boria rabando no oh riane mashotoro boria darabasa bararabando hallelujah we worship you worship you worship you oh we worship you lord ൂയ്യൂയ്യൂയ്യൂയ്യൂയ്യൂയ്യൂയ്യൂയ്യൂയ്യൂയ്യൂയ്യൂയ്യൂയ്യൂയ്യൂയ്യൂയ്യൂയ
to a life of sanctification. God is calling us to a life of holiness. God is calling us to a right life of righteousness. Uh, you know, many times uh, I have quoted the scripture from Revelations 22, the last, um, you know, um, chapter in the Bible. And um, and uh, here uh, the Bible says in, in verse 11, um, where God says, He who is just, he who is unjust, let him be unjust still. Uh, he who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be uh, righteous still. Let him do what is right. Um, he who is holy, let him be holy still. And in verse 12, uh, the Lord says, And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bright say, come. Let him who hears say, come. Let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. You know? Uh, powerful scriptures, the very last portion of the Bible. And it's very important for us to understand that uh, holiness is every time we ask the Lord to, to wash our sins with his precious blood, then God purifies our life. He cleanses our life. He makes holy our life. But it's also important to understand that um, God is also talking about a journey of holiness. He's also talking about a journey of righteousness. Uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, we can get this feeling, yes, God has forgiven my sins, so I am made righteous, and so, you know, I can just move on with my life and be whatever I am. Uh, but it, we must understand uh, that when Jesus, you know, at the end of the our life, you know, when he talked about his coming, he talked about something very important. He said, let him who is holy be holy still. Meaning, um, we who are walking with God, we need to walk closer to God. We need to know God. We need to understand God. We need to hear his voice. We need to be led by his spirit. We need his word over our lives by the spirit of God. That word that keeps us in the direction. Uh, you know, all of us know that, you know, if we if we cannot see this morning, I was talking to someone and I said, uh, you know, if ever we lose the voice of God, if ever we are not able to hear God, then it is very important that we don't move forward, that we don't just go into something and we don't keep continuing because uh, many times, you know, in our lives, we feel like 
you know, we don't have the patience. We don't have the patience to sit with God um, and uh, wait on him. It's very important as God's children that if we can't hear God, that we wait in his presence. We are allowing him to cleanse us. We ask him to, we, 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 we bring ourselves under his precious blood and we constantly press uh, you know, with him and, and, and allow the spirit of God to work in us until the voice of God becomes clear in our lives. Because the danger of missing the voice of God, the danger of being not led by his spirit, the danger of taking a decision just because it looks right, it feels right. Sometimes it can also be a feeling in our lives. You know, sometimes we can feel right, you know, but all our feelings need not be God feelings. All our feelings, you know, sometimes, you know, we are emotional people. You know, our soul is made up of our mind, our will, and our emotions. So we are emotional. But if our emotions are not under the leading of the Holy Spirit, it is the truth that sets us free. This, this, this Whatever we feel must go right with the Word of God. Whatever we feel like doing must uh, must be something that God approves. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, we can't just go by just inner feelings. We need to understand that inner feelings are good, you know, but we must also understand that our inner feelings must depend on, on whether the word of God and the character of Jesus approves what we are doing. Because if not, what we do can become a snare. For our Christian life, our decisions, which are not God ordained, which are not approved by God, even though they may look right, even though they may look very, um, very healthy and very nice and very appealing and and looks very nice, it can become a hindrance, you know, to our life. The Bible says in Genesis 13, Lot, when he went on the mountain, he saw that the plains of Jordan were green, were beautiful. Where, where, where lush and so, so he chose for himself, the Bible says, the plains of Jordan, not realizing what looked so nice and green and beautiful would one day become Sodom and Gomorrah. We can only see uh, until the, the ability that we can understand or our eyes can see, but God sees beyond what our eyes see. God sees beyond what our feelings are. God, God knows, you know, what is coming and he knows what is behind what is coming. That is why sometimes what once seems so good to us can become very painful to us because it is not a God thing. And here, we, it's so important. That's why it's so important to understand as we come to the last days that we press deeper and deeper and deeper to the presence of God. And saying to God, Lord, I want to be like you. I want to walk with you. I want to follow you. I want to obey you. I want to be led by your spirit. I want it to be you. Because that, that you know, that, that journey of holiness, that journey of righteousness, being right with God. Righteousness is standing right with God, is measuring up to who God is. That's righteousness. And our righteousness are like filthy rags. We cannot live out of our righteousness. We have to live on the righteousness of God. 
which means we need to live off the right standings of God in his word, in his character, in his personality, in his way of life. We have to follow that particular life. That's the righteousness. And we have to grow in it. We have to keep pressing on. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. Meaning, keep yourself in that place where you're asking God all the time, Lord, I want to be right with you. I want to walk with you. I want to be right with you. I want to understand. Many times it's important to understand what is God's calling upon my life? Why God touched me? Why God anointed me? Why God has brought me to where I am? Why am I in the place where I am? Why am I living in the home I am? Why am I living in the country I am? Why am I living in the city I am? Why am I in the place in life that I am? It's very important to ask ourselves because if we lose vision, if we lose the understanding of why God is who he is in our lives, you know, we can totally, when vision goes, when we are not able to see and understand why we are where we are, we will lose direction. If you can't see where you're going, you will lose direction. You will not know which way to turn. And the biggest danger is, you know, we sometimes make decisions, it, uh, you know, by feeling. We, we, we take directions in our lives because we feel it's the right thing to do. But let me tell you, my friend, there are seasons in our earlier years of walking with God. When you're a little child, you know, there is a time when, you know, God treats you as a little child. Like we treat our little children. When the child can't walk, we carry the child. But you grow up to a, to a time when you are not able to walk, you need to slow down. You need to sit down. You need to rest and then continue to walk. Nobody's going to carry you when you are 40 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old. you got to carry yourself. But you come to a place of maturity because you learn how to handle your body so that your body become, doesn't become tired. It's the same with the things of God. You come to a place where you, you, you know, Jesus said in John, you know, he, he said in John, uh, where I am, my servant will be. So, you know, we, we come to a place where we make it very important for us to be found where Christ is found. And look at what God says. He says, behold, I come quickly and my and, uh, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. According to his work. What are you doing? The question today is, what are we doing with our lives? God is asking us, according to your work, my reward is with me. To give to everyone according to his work. Am I working the works of God? Am I doing what God has called me to do? Am, am I the person that God called me? The, that, that anointing by which he anointed me. That calling by which he called me. The, the things that he put into my life. Why did he do it? To do something. You know in John 15, 16 he said. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you may go and bear fruit and fruit that will last. Are, are we bearing the fruit that Christ wanted us to bear? Amen. And then he says in verse 14, blessed are those who do his commandments. Blessed are those who do his commandments. 
that word do his commandments also uh, you know it's it's amazing it says uh, you know that word do his commandments means means wash their robes washing their long robes you know doing his commandments is about lifestyle robes talk about lifestyle you know robes talk about lifestyle what we wear what we put on it's talking about a way of living it talks it 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 tells who you are it talks about who you are when you when you wear a suit and and a nice dress and a and a really looking nice and you're walking on the street it it gives another picture of you when you walk with ragged clothes it gives another identity upon you our lifestyle is about an identity our lifestyle is about who christ is in our lives the way we live our lives is very very important as we come to the last days why is god driving his bright towards holiness and righteousness why is he saving saying that you need to keep pressing towards me you need to be pressing towards the things of god you need to be pressing towards the calling and purpose of god in your life is because that's the most important thing in the end times because many times the enemy wants us to be in the flesh many times the enemy wants us to take decisions in the flesh and the flesh paul when he writes in galatians 5 he says the flesh the 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 flesh fights against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh god lives on the inside of us we carry we are carriers of the holy spirit but our flesh it wants to fight the spirit of god who is inside of us and the spirit of god is constantly nudging us to 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 uh, to, to to fight against what our flesh wants to do our flesh wants to do something that is not of god and it's very important that there is a war inside and that we we you know one of the, the one of the things that's so important is you know the bible says in ephesians um uh, uh 4 and verse 30 do not grieve the holy spirit of god until whom we are sealed under the day of redemption now under the old covenant the spirit of god came upon people for a particular time for a particular purpose and and you know uh the spirit of god used people uh, uh by you know uh, god used people by anointing them for a purpose for a period of time but for us under the new covenant the spirit of god is given to us to be with us forever you know the bible says john 14 that the spirit of god will be in us with us upon us he will always be there he will never leave us and go uh, that's why you know we are the bible paul writes we are sealed by the spirit of god unto the day of redemption and then he says do not grieve meaning you know sometimes when our flesh is doing something that is not really of god we make the spirit of god dormant meaning you know we we kind of shut the spirit of god we shut the voice of god we shut his prompting we shut what he's trying to tell us by because you know sometimes our flesh is 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 uh, strong and pushing to because i want to do what i want to do i want to be what i want to be even in the ministry i want to do things because i want to do these things but sometimes the spirit of god is he's so gentle he's trying to talk to us he's trying to influence us he's trying to to you know he will never overpower you and 
and do something. He's constantly trying to talk to us, but we can we can make him dormant and, and make him sad because, you know, we want it our way. But in the last days, if we begin, and, and what happens when, when our flesh begins to fight, Paul begins to write about it. He says, you, you now the works of the flesh, verse 19, Galatians 5, 19. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are, what are the works of the flesh? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revileries, and those kind and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. He's writing to the church. He's writing to a church that once began in the spirit. In Galatians chapter 3, if you read in the beginning, he says, you who began in the spirit, why do you now walk out of the flesh? So he's talking to a church that was so sold out to be led by the spirit that has now begun to unknowingly, you know, come to a place where, you know, they're walking in the flesh. And he says, who has bewitched you? He's using the word bewitch. You know, the, the, the root word is a witch, meaning, uh, you know, what kind of a control have you allowed that this is now beginning to happen? And to that church, he's saying, oh, we need to be careful about the flesh. But then, you know, beautifully, he also portrays what happens when we walk after the Spirit of God. What, hap what comes out of us as the Spirit of God. He says, for well, the fruit of the Spirit is love, Joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And he says, against such, there is no law. And then he says, those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Those who are Christ have crucified their flesh. They know that it is no longer they who live, but it is Christ who lives in them. They know that it is no longer about what you want. See, that's that's what it's. It's no longer about what I want. It's no long, no longer about what I want to become. It's no longer about what I, I I which direction I want to go. You come to a place where you are crucified with Christ. Galatians two twenty he says, crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who liveth in me. The life I now live. I live by faith in the Son of God. My life is now about what I trust in Him, what I believe in Him, how I want to walk with Him, how I want to walk with Him, how I want to walk with Him. In, in, in 14 of, of Revelation 22, He said, Blessed are those who do His commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter the gates into the city that they may begin to uh, experience enter the freedom enter uh, you know by the by the by the prompting of the holy spirit enter because they have followed the spirit of god entered because they simply love god simply love god
when we are there, when we are simply there where God wants us to be, then you know, we know for sure that one day we will be with him. Finally, verse 17, he says, and the spirit and the bride say, come. Spirit and the bride say, come. Let him who hears say, come. Meaning you come to that point where you, your personality, you as a person and the spirit of God who lives inside of you becomes one voice unto God. When God can hear you, he can hear the Holy Spirit. It's one voice that says to him, come. The spirit and the bride. It's one voice, one voice, one voice. We are living in times where God is drawing us to walk with him, that we will be one with him. So tonight, can we say to the Lord, Lord, I want to be one with you. I want your voice to be my voice. I want your direction to be my direction. I want your will to be my will. I want your path to be the path of my life. I want to go where you want me to go. I want to sit uh, in life where you want me to sit. I want to take directions that are your directions. I want my days to be God days. Can you say that to him? And when we are there, we are in the perfect will of God. And God can do wonderful things, amazing things. God will take simple people like us and do glorious things with our lives. Let's pray. Father, I thank you tonight for the power of your word. Thank you for reminding us again that we can walk after the Spirit of God because of who we are in you. Thank you, Lord, that uh, we're not perfect. There are times we can fail, but we thank you for your precious blood that cleanses us and for your Holy Spirit that guides us. Thank you that we can always simply hold on to you and know that when you lead us, that's the perfect way for our lives. When you are with us, that's the best thing that can ever happen to us. Father, I pray for every person who is listening to this word tonight, this uh, day. I pray your mighty hand will come upon us. Let each one step into God's great purposes over their lives. Let each one be led by your spirit. Let each one experience um, your perfect plan over their lives. Father, let each one do the works of God. Do the works of God. Father, we pray that each one of us will be the, the kind of people that you have made us to be. Father, in this dark and uh, dying world, we pray that you'll keep us as the light. Father, I pray that the fire of the Holy Spirit will rest upon each one of them. In each one of us, precious revival fire of the Holy Spirit. Fill us one more time. Right now, wherever we are, let the fire of the Holy Spirit fill us. Fill us, Lord. Fill us, Lord. Let everything that is not of you disappear out of our lives. Let every work of the flesh be broken down, crushed by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus, we break every yoke by the blood of Jesus. The Bible says they overcame him, Revelations 12, 11. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. Lord, we overcome Satan and every agenda of the enemy over our lives by the blood of Jesus. We crush Satan under our feet, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. May we walk with you. May we walk with you. Speak to us in visions and dreams, Lord. May we be men and women after the heart of God every moment of the day. Continue to lead us and guide us. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen, amen.
This broadcast is from Transforming Nations for Jesus. If you would like to get in touch with us, please write to us at transformingnationsforjesus@gmail.com. Thank you for joining us. Be blessed.